Good morning, PCA. Happy Independence Day. Everybody on your feet. It's time to worship our God, amen? How awesome. Can you tell that we love the United States of America just a little bit? Does this make you want to do the Pledge of Allegiance? <laughs> our God is so awesome, and he has given us this awesome nation that we get to live in. He's done so much for us, and so we are just going to love on him now. Lord, you are worthy. You are worthy. Your love for me won't change.
shout. Lord, I love you. I praise you. Hallelujah. You alone are worthy, God. You know, our God is always working. He's always up to great things for us. He's working for you. He's working for you. Don't ever let yourself forget that. Thank you, Lord. We bless your name, God. When I'm in the roughest water, I won't go under, I won't drown. And when I'm in over my head, I know that you won't let me down. And when I'm broken and down to nothing, I know that you face up to something good. There's nothing. 
small, you're always working. You're always working. Whatever I'm dealing with, you are working. Working it for my good because I love you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It wasn't for nothing that you shed your blood. So I'm going to live like my shame is gone. Won't be shackled to the way. done for you oh my word he is so so good so good to us he has done everything that we need to have a relationship with God the Father if we'll just come to him believe in him 
repent from our sin, we can have a relationship through Jesus with God the Father. That is just mind-boggling. I can't even, but he's so good to us. shame's done all its steel. Are you desperate for some healing? Let me tell you about my Jesus. He makes a way where there ain't no way. Rises up from an empty Let me tell you about my Jesus, and let my Jesus 
Good morning. Good morning. God bless you. You may be seated. Unless you're still greeting, then finish greeting, and then you can be seated. Well, happy 4th of July, huh? Isn't America great? I love this country. It is the greatest country on earth, and only because it's founded in the promises of God. Did you know that our founding fathers wrote the Constitution and the bylaws based upon the Bible. Most of all of our government has been based upon scripture. And yet we as a nation have tried so hard in the last few years to turn away from that. But we as Christians, it's our responsibility to stand up and say, no, we're not going to let that happen. The church does not need to be quiet. I was thinking about uh, the offering this morning and I thought, Lord, what can I say? What can I say? What scripture can I use? And Galatians 5.1 says this, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be 
burdened again by the yoke of slavery. So we have to what? Stand firm. Stand firm in what the Lord has opened for us. You know, we left England as a baby to come and found a nation because we were under oppression, right? We left and started this nation because we didn't want to live under dictatorship. We wanted to be free. And we didn't want government involved in our church and in our religion, but that does not mean we don't need our religion involved in our government. We, as a nation of Christians, need to stand up and say, hey, we're not going to take it anymore. Well, that's all my speech for today. Anyway, now's the time that we're going to take up our offering. Um, if you are a guest with us, we have VIP cards in front of you. We would love for you to fill one out. Tell us a little bit about yourselves. If you do have a prayer request down at the bottom, if you will fill that out, we promise you we have people that will pray faith-based prayer over that request, and I promise God will hear it, and he will answer. Also, um, there's lots of ways that you can give. You can give today in the sanctuary. You can give outside at our kiosk with your uh, credit card or debit card. You can give on our website, pca.com. You can also give on the app. If you do not have the app, please download the app. And people say, why do you say that every time? Because it's so important. You need the app, not only for giving, but you can keep up with what's going on. Also, you can text to the number behind me, PCA Church. So lots and lots of ways to give. Gentlemen, if you will come. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for our great nation. We thank you for the freedom that we have in this country. And Father, most of all, we thank you for the freedom that your son gave to us through the power of his blood. And Lord, we ask God that you would just minister and bless this offering. Touch every gift and every giver. Give it back to them, Lord. Press down, shaken together, running over. And Lord, I pray a special anointing on our pastor this morning. Give him a double portion. Prepare every heart, mind, and soul to receive your word, Father, that you would touch our lives and that we would hear what you have for us. We'll be so very careful to give you all the praise and all the honor and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you please join us in the Pledge of Allegiance to the American flag? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Will you please join us in the Pledge to the Christian flag? I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands, 
One Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life and liberty for all who believe. Thank you. And will you join us in the Pledge to the Bible? I pledge to the Bible, God's holy word. I make it as a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path, and hide its words in my heart that I may not sin against God. Thank you. All right, you may go. Flags can go up. walked into a county courthouse square on a park bench. An old man was sitting there. I said, your old courthouse was kind of run down. He said, nah, it'll do for our little town. I said, that old flagpole tilts a little bit, and it's got a ragged old flag hanging on it. He said, have a seat, and I sat down. Have you ever been in our little town I said I didn't think I had he said now I don't like to brag but we're kind of proud of that ragged old flag you see we got a little hole in it when George Washington took it across Delaware and it got powder burned the night that Francis Scott Key said watching it writing oh say can you see and it got a bad rip in New Orleans when Peckingham and Jackson were tugging at the seams. And it almost fell at the Alamo beside the Texas flag. But it waved on through. She got a cut with the sword at Chancellorville. She got cut again at Shiloh Hill. There was Robert E. Lee and Beauregard and Bragg. And the south wind blew hard on that ragged tattered or that ragged old flag. On Flanders Field in World War I, 
She got a big hole from a birth gun. She turned blood red in World War II. She hung limp and low a time or two. She was in Korea and Vietnam. She went where she was sent by Uncle Sam. She waved from our ships on the briny foam. And now it seems they're not waving her as much back home. In her own good land here, she's been abused. She's been burned, dishonored, denied, and refused. And the government for which she stands is scandalized throughout the land, and she's getting threadbare and wearing thin. But she's in good shape for the shape she's in. Because she's been through the fire before. But I believe she can take a whole lot more. So we raise her up every morning. We take her down at night. We don't let her touch the ground. And we fold her up just right. On second thought, I do like to brag. Because I'm mighty proud of that ragged old flag. I love that. I love that we have, I love the flag. Can you tell? <laughs> we are so blessed. We are so blessed to get to live in this great nation. So now I want to invite you all to stand up with us, and we're just going to sing a little bit about our beautiful nation, this United States of America, on our Independence Day. My country, tis of thee, sweet land of liberty, of thee I sing. protection, God. You're beautiful, Lord. You are beautiful. Yeah. 
Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank God that you're an American today. Come on, give him praise. Give him praise for this nation. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. What a great nation. Amen. We stand up with each other and we acknowledge each other. And we're Americans. That's a great thing. Only second to being a Christian. Other things than that. Amen. God bless you. Stay standing this morning. Go ahead and uh, get your Bibles. If we could uh, have the pulpit out, appreciate it. Stay standing. Uh, we're about to get started here. We're, we're just getting ready. It's a great day to be in the house of God. Thank you for being here today. And you can go to the lake as soon as church is over. I know everybody's like, I want to be at the lake. I want to be at the lake. Uh, but we'll get there. You'll get sunburned, and be, I'm like, I'm, I've spent too much time at the lake. Um, take your Bibles, lift them with me this morning. Repeat this after me. Thy word, Thy word is, a is a lamp unto my feet. Thy word is a light unto my path. Thy word will I hide in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Lord, help me every day to read thy word. Lord, help me every day to live thy word. I love thy word. And dear God, we thank you for America. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Well, thank you for being here. And I want to thank all the ones who came up yesterday and helped get everything ready for today. Uh, we were thinking it was going to take about three hours. We blew up a thousand balloons in 15 minutes because we had lots of help. I told people there's two things we have a lot of in this church. Hot air and guns. So if there's a balloon that pops during church, I've asked our security team not to overreact. Neither do I want all of you, who I know have conceal and carry, to overreact. Hopefully it's just a balloon popping. Before I get started today, I, I do have something that's really heavy on my heart this morning. We have a dear couple in this church, and I usually don't mention this on live stream because so many people are watching our services literally around the world that don't know who our people are in the service. But we have a couple today that would love to be here. They're great people, and um, Mr. Pete Meyer gave me this hat. Uh, they went on vacation this week, and uh, while they were on vacation, he started having some issues, and yesterday underwent... Um, bypass surgeries and cleaned out five arteries. Uh, the doctor said he was in process of having a heart attack. Right now, he's on a ventilator. Uh, they can't get his heart to start pumping again, can't get some things to start working. And would you just join with me for just a minute for Pete and Joyce Meyer. They're a great couple in this church. They would really want to be here today. Um, they gave me this shirt, um, and they're really heavy on my heart. So would you just say a word of prayer with me? Father, uh, we love Pete and Joyce today, and we are, we are praying right now that God, you just, wherever he's at in that hospital room there, that we just pray right now. In Colorado Springs, there's no distance. And at Penrose Hospital right now, Lord, you walk into that ICU room, and you begin to let that heart start beating on its own. God, you walk into that ICU room, and you begin to get all these organs restarted that have stopped I pray right now that you put peace in that room, that every doctor and every nurse that walk in there know they're walking into a man of God's room. I pray right now for Miss Joyce that you give her peace and let her know that we are praying for them today. And I pray right now, God, that you perform a miracle in Pete's life. Lord, the doctors have already said it was a miracle that he made it through the surgery. I believe it's going to be another miracle when he walks out of that hospital. And God, we're praying and believing because we know you're a God of miracles. You show up 
when impossible shows up. You show up when mountains are huge and they're cast into seas. And today we stand together in faith and believe for healing and miracles in their lives, we pray. Amen and amen. I thank God for miracles, don't you? When I need one, I want you praying for me. You're a praying church. And I thank God for you. Well, today is awesome because this year, I believe, of all the years I've lived, which have been quite a few, we need 4th of July to be on a Sunday. Of all the years. Because this year seems to have been such a different year in the life of America. Today, the title of my message is this, I Pledge Allegiance. I Pledge Allegiance. Throughout almost 40 years of ministry, I've preached 40 different 4th of July services. And this one today is very different because I believe our nation is very different today. But I want us to look at this thing we call allegiance and a pledge that sometimes we repeat. But I don't know that we understand it completely. And maybe you do. Maybe it was just me. But I want to hopefully today help. So say this pledge with me. We've already done it in the service. You can remain seated. But just repeat it with me. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I was pastoring Texas whenever they wanted to take the Pledge of Allegiance away from Friday night football. And I got to tell you, you just don't do that in Texas. And I remember standing in those field stadiums because Friday night football is a bigger crowd than you'll ever get on Sunday in Texas. And I remember standing with all those people, arm in arm, and we pledged to America. And we shouted out really loud, under God. But I don't think today that not everyone, I believe the majority, maybe more than a majority, but there are those who don't know exactly what pledging allegiance to a flag and a country really means. When we make a pledge to our country, it's not only to a country, but it's to people. It's to your brothers and your sisters. It's to your, our country, the, the towns that we live in, the churches we attend, the the people who are our friends. And so today I want to talk about it for just a moment. It says, I pledge allegiance. It says, I promise to be true. A promise. I'm making a promise to be true or follow and obey and never to renounce, desert, or betray. That's what you're saying. Obey and never to renounce, desert, or betray. To the flag, to the symbol of our country. This is our country, our flag. Of the United States of America, each state that has joined to make our nation this country. And to the Republic, a country where the people choose others to make laws for them. It's a government for the people, by the people. It's the only country in the world that has this kind of government. For which it stands, this flag symbol, single country. Under God, you're saying, I acknowledge the dependence of our people and our government upon a supernatural being. Hallelujah. 
indivisible. The country that cannot be split into parts. This recalls the Civil War, the triumph of the Federal Union over the state's rights. See, we've got a lot of history going on when we make this pledge. We've got a lot going on when we stand for our country and for our flag. With liberty and justice, a balance between equality and individual freedom. And it's for all. For each individual person in our country. So in other words, the pledge would read like this. I promise to follow and obey the laws of this land to never renounce, desert, or betray the Republic of the United States of America, which cannot be split into parts. I acknowledge that the people and government are dependent upon a supernatural being, and I will strive to ensure equality and freedom for all citizens. Today our nation is seeing people break this pledge, break this promise to our great nation. We are seeing a nation becoming divided. We are seeing people who no longer stand for our flag. We're seeing people who, who turn their back on our flag, happened just this week. We're seeing people who are burning our flag who are now raising their fist to our great flag and to our great country. Our nation is becoming divided, and yet we pledge to be without divide. We pledge to be one nation under God, indivisible. Yes, we are many parts, just as a local church is. In our congregation, we have people of every race and every color, from people around the world here in this church. And yet we are one church. We are one body. We are one family. We are here because of the blood of Jesus Christ. And we bring all of that diversity together. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And that is what our nation has been founded upon. Abraham Lincoln once said, I know that the Lord is always on the side of the right. He said, I know this. My constant anxiety and prayer is that I and the nation should choose to be on the side of the Lord. That's the choice today. God is always on the side of the right. We just got to choose to be on His side. For nearly two generations, the settlers of New England were godly people. Our nation was founded with godly men and women. But over time, the new generation arose that began to drift away from God. And many of the new immigrants to their area were not interested in church. And many were criminals that England wanted to get rid of. By 1730 in this country, less than 10% of the people of all the colonies attended church at all. We're talking about a dark period after the founding of our nation. Most of what you hear about our early history comes out of this period. And that's what you're hearing a lot about today. Those who oppose Christianity love to point out the faults of this period in our history. But something happened. In 1734, there were a handful of preachers. And I believe today there needs to be a whole lot of preachers. Preachers named Jonathan Edwards, George Whitfield, Gilbert Tennant, John Wesley... They began to preach the word 
with power and authority. It started in churches, and then it went out into the streets. I remember the first time I preached on the street corner. It was intimidating. But after about five minutes, one person stopped and started to listening. And you talk about a young preacher who got fired up on a street corner. That was me. Because I thought people in America still want to hear the word of God. Great crusades, revival spread. It went from the churches to the streets to the fields. There were 13 colonies that it spread to. So many people came to Christ. You know it today as the Great Awakening of America. The Great Awakening. 94% of the quotes of our nation that our forefathers put into writing were either directly or obviously references from this Bible. If you go to our nation and see all the statues and all the buildings, they're all going to have scripture engraved on them by generations previous to us. At the bottom of the original Declaration of Independence, the Continental Congress ordered copies not to be sent to town clerks, not to be sent to newspapers, but to pastors and churches so that it would be read on the first Lord's Day after receiving it in the mail. The word was sent out to the churches because that's where the masses were after the Great Awakening, was in our churches. Psalm 33, 12 through 15 says, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. The people He chose for His inheritance. From heaven the Lord looks down and sees all mankind. From His dwelling place He watches all who live on the earth. He who forms the heart of all, who considers everything they do. Blessed is that nation. America has found favor from God throughout its history. Why? Because it was founded upon the Word of God. The Bible was the teaching manual in every classroom, in every school in America. We have taken the Bible out of our schools. We have taken the Pledge of Allegiance out of our schools. Every morning when I grew up, We had the Pledge of Allegiance in our classrooms and the principal would come on the intercom and pray and end it in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Our kids, we as adults, we've got to awaken our nation again. Benjamin Franklin said this, I've lived, sir, a long time. And the longer I live, the more convincing proofs I see of this truth, that God governs the affairs of men. And if a sparrow cannot fall to the ground without his notice, is it probable that an empire can rise without his aid? We have been assured, sir, in the sacred writings that except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain who build it. I just want to say today as a pastor, as an American pastor, I believe the solution to our nation is not in the White House. 
If we're looking to the White House for the solution for our nation, we're looking in the wrong place. I believe the solution to our nation is not in the State House. I believe the solution to our nation has to be found in God's house. Because that's where it started. I believe that with all my heart. Today we are having everything challenged. In 1776, not 1619, but in 1776, 11 of the 13 colonies required that one had to be a Christian to hold an office. Wow. In 1777, Continental Congress spent $300,000 to buy Bibles to be distributed in America. The state constitution states that all 50 states mention God. We're not talking about a God or any God. We're talking about Jehovah God, the creator of all mankind. The Liberty Bell has part of Leviticus 25.10 inscribed on it. Proclaim liberty throughout all the land and unto all the inhabitants thereof. An image of Moses carrying the tablets of God's law faces the Speaker of the House of Representatives. The Supreme Court itself begins each session with the phrase, God save the United States and this honorable court. Our nation, the foundation of this nation is the Word of God and the principles of God's Word. That is how we are to live in this nation. The Pledge of Allegiance was gaveled out of order in a city meeting this month. I don't know what our forefathers would have thought about that. That in the meeting of a city, they would gavel it out of order? Billy Graham's wife, Ruth, once said, If God doesn't punish America, he'll have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. I believe that, don't you? Our nation has become some major dark spot in this world. When she has always been the brightest thing that's been burning upon the face of this earth. Matthew 5.16 says this. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Our nation can shine the brightest right now. Why? Because it seems to be in the darkest times of our society. I believe now's the time for Christian men and women like you and like me to begin to shine our light before men and glorify God. And I believe as our nation begins to do that, we will once again see God's favor upon us like we've never seen before. I believe if God can wake us up one time, He can wake us up again and cause us to shake ourselves and say, what's happening to our country? I believe it. Generations, my father was a part of generations that have gone before and fought for these freedoms and for our rights. It's our turn to show them that their fight and their sacrifice for our generation was not in vain. We have freedoms in this country, greatest freedoms ever. In other countries, if you were to turn your back on their flag, you would be killed. But this country has fought for the freedom so that each person can express themselves. Some people express themselves in ways that we may or may not agree with. We may express ourselves in ways they may or may not agree with. 
But what my clarion call is to every one of us today, you have a God-given right in this nation to express yourself. It's time for Christians to start expressing themselves and having a voice that is louder than that of the minority of this country. It's time for us to get a little bit louder than everybody else. Tired of small minority of people getting the loudest voices. We've got to pray for our nation. We've got to pray for the God of heaven and the God of earth. The God who created heaven and earth. We have inalienable rights given to us by our creator. Other, other countries serve other gods, but our God is the one that created all their gods. And people today are trying to take God out of our nation, and we are one nation under God. We have hundreds of thousands of people trying to get into our nation every month. I don't see hundreds of thousands of people trying to get out every month. We have one true God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and the Word of God tells us that one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that He is God. And today our nation seems to be bowing to a lot of things. 2 Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people who are called by name, by name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. We often hear this verse when we have times of patriotism. Back in the 90s when I was a youth pastor, we had a project in our youth ministry called Project 714 because we wanted our, our youth to know. And we felt in the 1990s, and we had a wonderful monologue from Johnny Cash in the 1970s. And I know that every generation feels like something's slipping away from us, but I believe today it's not slipping, it's being torn away from us. I feel like our nation is really and truly hanging in the balance of which way we're going in the very near future. And I think it's imperative that nation and we began to let our voices be heard in the marketplaces because if not, we're going to have a nation that we really, really do not recognize. If we're not careful, we're going to have more things taken from us that we're never going to get back. And truly, we don't know what we have sometimes until we've already lost it. I've been to other countries in this world, and I've got to tell you, every time I return to America, I literally get on my knees and kiss the ground and thank God for this great nation. I do. I've been in other countries. I've seen the way other people live. And today in our nation, we use words like injustice, we use words like we are being tormented. Listen, just because you get canceled off Facebook, that is not a sacrifice. Come on. Sometimes we think, oh no, what's happening? That's not sacrifice. We have men and women who have bled and died for this nation. I don't take our freedoms lightly. And if we do, we're going to lose them. You may say, well, pastor, are you a politician or a pastor? No, I'm a pastor. But it's time for pastors and churches 
to start once again preaching the Word of God. And that's what our nation was founded upon, this Word. It says we've got to humble ourselves. We've got to humble ourselves. We've been a proud nation. We need to humble ourselves. We need to get on our face before God and pray, seek His face. We've got to turn. We've got to turn from our wicked ways. There was a precipice a few, few decades ago of, of abortion rights and all these things. And man, our nation, we had a people that was quiet and a people that were loud. And the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And the loud get heard. We've got to turn from our wicked ways. It says, then and only then. Four things have to happen. Humble ourselves, pray, seek His face, turn from our wicked ways. I remember going to church as a, as a child. My father was a pastor, but I remember you may sing for an hour because they love to sing. And the preacher may preach for an hour and a half because they love to preach. But when it got real serious was when we all came to the altar. Everybody in the church came to the altar. Not for salvation, not for healing, but we came to the altar to pray. And we prayed for 30 minutes, an hour, an hour and a half. We prayed for God to send revivals. We prayed for God to save those who were lost. We prayed for God to heal those who were sick. We prayed for each other. We built each other up. And today, I don't know that a church can handle an hour time of prayer. We love to praise. We love to preach. But where's our corporate prayer in all of our churches around our nation? Today, if we call a prayer meeting, we know that we're going to have five or six people show up. But if we call a worship service, the place will get filled. And the Word of God says, my house should be called a house of prayer. We've got to get back to where we need to be. You may say, Pastor, that kind of hurts. Yes. The Bible says that I'm to preach truth with grace. That means I'm supposed to hit you over the head with a hammer and then go up to you and say, I'm sorry. <laughs> but if I need to, I'll hit you again. Isn't that the way of parenting sometimes? You got to give your kids truth. They don't like it. I told a parent just this morning, if your kids like you, you're not parenting correctly. And if sometimes you don't get upset with the pastor because of the truth, I may not be pastoring correctly. Because every now and then, every one of us should go, ouch. And then go, thank you, pastor, that you love me enough to tell me truth. I want to say this next line, and I'm going to say it with everything I got inside of me. But I believe America is the greatest nation that this world has ever seen. People by the millions have come into this country for freedom. A lot of them have come through New York City and seen the Statue of Liberty. And they will all say, I'm, I'm here for freedom. I want to be free. 
People have found hope in this country. Because of this country, I've been able to live the life I can live in this country. You have the life that you can live because you live in this great country. You can move yourself up in society if you work really hard and you try really hard. And isn't that the American dream that you can do anything you think you can do and want to do? We tell our kids that. Why? Because in this nation, it's possible. It's possible. Our country may have moments, and I will agree, it has moments of history that we are not proud of. I agree with that. But our country is still red, white, and blue. And our country is still... I'll put this country up against any other country. And people who have come here and found freedom and hope and liberty and prosperity will, will say, this was the greatest thing that ever happened in my life. I came to America. I'm part of America. And sometimes if you're born here, you take it all for granted because you're like the children. I, too, am like that child that's been born with a silver spoon in his mouth and we really don't know what all we have. And sometimes we're like spoiled little brats and all we do is cry and complain and whine. And other people are looking going, man, I wish I had what you had. The worst life in America is better than some of the best lives in other countries. I'm telling you. And my heart hurts today for our nation. It hurts. It hurts me when people talk about our nation and they're angry. They turn their backs. If, if you're a veteran or you have somebody that served in the armed forces, I know this is not Veterans Day or Memorial Day or Labor Day, but if you have somebody that served in your family that was uh, in either Air Force, Navy, Marines, Army, Coast Guard, would you stand today if somebody in your family served or maybe you served in the armed forces? Would you stand? Yeah. Come on, can we give them a, a big hand for serving our country? Look around. Wow. Almost every person in this congregation is standing. You may be seated. Our families have shed blood for this nation. Our families have died for this nation. My father was in World War II in Manila, Philippines. He never talked much about it. He always told me that he was a cook in the army. And I believed him because he brought home a cookbook from the army. And the recipe was like 1,200 eggs and <laughs> making pancakes. Can you imagine? But after my father passed away, we found a bag that he had hidden of medals. And come to find out, my father was literally on the front lines in Manila, Philippines, World War II. But he had a lot going on up here of things he had seen, things he had done to fight for this great nation. And I cannot, I cannot let people tear down 
this country. I have to make sure we have people standing for this country and, and being strong and making sure that our nation shines. We've got other countries that need us to shine. We're the most charitable country that's ever been on the face of this earth. We protect most of the world. And I love America. I love America. Again, aren't you? It's really dark. I need us to shine. I want us to run to God. I want there to be awakening in America, people running back to the house of God. I will, amen. Would you stand with me today? Edmund Burke wrote this. The guilt of America is her indifference and complacency of God's people. All that is necessary for the triumph of evil is that good men do nothing. The indifference and complacency of God's people. I think it's time for every Christian to do something. You may say, Pastor, I, I don't have a platform. I, I don't have a, a voice. Every person has a voice. And in this country, we're all equal. No one is better than another person. And I love this country because it doesn't matter what color your skin is. It doesn't matter where you were born in this country or maybe how you got here. If you are an American, we're all one. All one. And so today, to end this service and to kind of wrap things up, I want us to sing the greatest song I believe our nation ever sings the Star Spangled Banner I think that it's a song that if we're not careful it can be ruled out of order in our nation we need to stand for this great country I don't want to lose it so today would you put your hand over your heart you sing the song with this great praise to you.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for America. God bless America. Come on, give God praise for this great nation. Thank you, God, for America. you to go to the lake, get sunburned, eat hot dogs, but don't put ketchup on them, mustard, and eat ice cream and get fat because you can in America. It's the home of abundance. And today, if you have a kid I pray you take home 30 balloons. And if you have kids, then you're the ones that get to stay and clean all this up. Right? Amen. I love you, PCA Church. Thank you for being here today. God bless you, and God bless America. We sure hope you were blessed by Pastor Bardwell's message. Join us anytime at PCAChurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.